0: This is Catching Waves, the podcast that started as a casual conversation between three brothers on a hike through mere Woods that evolved into a continuous exploration of philosophy, brotherhood, and life. We welcome you to join us as we question, experiment, document, and grow, but claim no responsibility if you are injured or killed while following along at home. Listener discretion advised my way home from work the other day, we got on the topic of scary energy. And this got rolling because um, I had seen a video where a gentleman who I did not recognize, he was talking about being a friend of Stephen King. And he himself sounded like he was a creator and had mentioned that he and Stephen were obsessive, and that Stephen had said he's like, yeah, but there's, there's no controlling the obsessive nature, and he's like, it's just how you direct it. And Stephen had noticed very early on that if he wasn't creating something, then he would, he would self-destruct. He would use all that energy on destroying himself. And he's he's been very public about, uh, you know, battling alcoholism and having different issues with just addiction. And so he had decided at one point, I'll just become addicted to writing books, and the rest is history. like it doesn't even make sense how many books he has made and obviously like I'm sure he probably has a staff and a group of people but who knows like I don't I don't know the facts on that and maybe he just is like he recognized that about himself and he just said all right I'm going to set myself loose this is something that it provides for other people it provides escape for them and it's a way that I can direct all of this as we kind of coined it, scary energy um, in a way that could benefit people and then benefit his life as well, rather than destroying him. And I related with that when I, when I saw this little video, I, I've noticed that about myself where I'm like, okay, I have, I have a tremendous amount of energy. I don't think it's, it's, common and i started noticing patterns after watching that video i'm like oh yeah that's when like right out of high school i stopped doing i stopped creating stopped creating art and i was kind of bitter um about not passing a it was an advanced uh art class and so i stopped creating art and i was like maybe i'm just not good at this And I was kind of throwing an adult tantrum. And during that time, I started drinking a lot. And of course, it's like to Stephen's point and this other gentleman's point. Yeah, I don't have I don't have much control over the uh, over the volume on the radio. I just have control over the station. And so. I reached a point where I realized I'm like oh I'm going to I'm going to probably kill myself if I continue down this road because it's these these patterns are unhealthy like what how I'm using all this energy is unhealthy so then I started shifting that toward art and um and that has been extremely helpful for me but again I hit you know a point after my daughter was born where I wasn't creating as much simply because time I didn't, I, I hadn't had to balance other things with art. I could just do it whenever I want before. Well, now I had to learn how to negotiate that time in between doing other things and being a, you know, um, a parent in the very beginning, learning how to do that was extremely difficult for me. But then I also realized I'm like, you don't have an option. Like you have to, it's not just like a fun thing. It's like out of necessity. I have to do that because I've done it for so long that I didn't realize that it was regulating my breathing. It was a meditation for my mind. It was all these other things that had very little to do with like, making money or some of the other, uh, motives that perhaps other individuals think that it might be, it was really more based on mental health that I realized, Oh, this isn't an option anymore. I've done it for so long that it's something that it's an outlet that I need to have, or else that pressure builds up inside me. And it's not good how I will choose to direct that if I'm not doing it with something that's like, creative but I'm curious as to your thoughts like you've stumbled across Rick Rubin uh and like his kind of journey into writing his own book and getting that out there and inspired me to read it and I was just curious as to you know what are your thoughts on all this and how do you kind of direct the energy that you have
1: um well, it definitely confirms for me, uh, other people's stories and also, um, my own experience with my own outlets is that if, if you don't continue putting your attention on the thing on your outlets and don't, don't uh, add some kind of replacement for them you'll find yourself drinking too much most likely, you know, or, or other things. It's a, it's the whole, um, I had a moment not too long after we moved in and I, I, it was stressful to, to move in. And, you know, it's, it's a financial thing. It's paperwork. It's also physically moving. And then I got sick and all these things started piling up. And so your priorities change for a little bit. Um, and that's fine. But then, suddenly like I I wasn't working out and that started to build and that became in a certain way it's kind of a habit well I I didn't go yesterday I didn't go the day before didn't go the day before and so you build up a little bit of uh, resistance to doing one of your outlets and so there was always an excuse but then you know I, I start having symptoms of not you know, dissipating my energy in that direction. And it just starts to, you know, the resistance becomes bigger and bigger. And um, at some point I realized, well, okay, first idle hands are the devil's work, you know, or whatever the phrase is, but you, you kind of, I noticed, I remembered the metaphor and I'm like, oh, so that's what that's about. Um, I, I had, uh, I started kind of developing certain mental states that weren't that great. And, um, it reminded me that, I mean, I've got to regardless of what, uh, what my first workout's going to look like, I just got to get back in there and do it. Like I, mm-hmm. at some point it's like, it's not going to be pretty, but, and you might not have a whole lot of motivation to do that. I mean, I'm sure with you, you haven't, you know, not every single day you want to create art, you know, no, you have no. to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see that with Taylor too. It's like, um. Uh, I don't want to just simply say, well, it, you know, this is free time or whatever, Uh, just please go do your stuff. You're not always going to be motivated to go do that. Um, And, but I noticed it just, just that feeling that you have this buildup of energy that you feel like you go, you need to go do certain things like writing or working out, or um, I feel like I'm rambling right now. Um, anyway, I think that my point is, is say your question again. I'm sorry.
0: No, it was just, it was how do you direct. The, the energy that you have, like, what are, what are your, some of your outlets and, and what you were saying, what I was hearing, and I, I see a lot of truth in, and have noticed that pattern in you is that working out has always been there for you. And that is a pattern that you've built up. And, um, something that like, that I've experienced with art, is you develop that healthy outlet early on and you start doing it it's easy to take it for granted and you learn to appreciate it on a completely different level when you have a circumstance that tosses all of your habits up in the air almost like it reminds me of like river you know like river water and it's flowing and it's clear. And then all of a sudden a rock plunges into the bottom and then all of the sediment gets cloudy and you're like, Whoa, Whoa, hold on. And it's in that disruption that you start to realize, Oh, what was keeping my, my river clear before? Yeah. You don't, you don't even realize you're, you're a fish in the water and you don't realize you're in water. You think you're breathing air and it's when all of that gets disrupted that you really start appreciating oh the mechanism that was keeping that clear was working out but because working out was never unhealthy you never really knew the boundaries of it cuz like if you're drinking alcohol you know the firm boundaries you, you like you drink too much and and yeah like to a certain point working out you can work out too hard and you hurt yourself or whatever, but it's not the same. It's almost like if you're doing it right, you don't even notice it. You know, if you're, if you're a fish swimming in water and you're, you're and you're just doing your thing. You don't notice that that's water around you. Yeah. So it's really easy to take that for granted. But then once you do something that disrupts all of that and you're like, is this even water? There's crap everywhere. And I can't see, and you're like what what the hell was I even doing before that kept it clear and for me I I started to realize I'm like I it it was weird because I felt like I was learning to swim again and so I was like I need to start meditating because I I don't feel right and I was doing all these other things um it was kind of almost like the baby steps of of what art everything that art and creating something and working on something creative already gave me, I didn't have to, I didn't have to meditate. I didn't have to think happy thoughts. I didn't have to do any of that because I was doing this one thing that was generating all of that off of them. Yeah. And so to me, it's like all those other tools, they're, they're amazing. And I'm glad that I started um, that I started meditating because then Now I have this other skill set where it's like if I if I don't have art materials, if I don't have this or that, I can I can sit down, focus on my breath and calm myself down and get to a similar spot that I would after 20, 30 minutes of just drawing or painting or sculpting or working on a script or, you know, um, it may not have all the benefits of that, but at least it's a good it's a good um, supplement to that
1: yeah I, I think uh, what I've noticed, I got I can probably uh, reference not only Rick Rubin's book on this, but also I'll reference his book and the fact that he had said, you know, this is not about, you know, being creative, being artistic, being uh, doing something creative is not about creating something, you know, amazing every single day by somebody else's standards or even our own. It's about getting into that mental state of that, that state, you know, that oh, I, I, I'm going to, I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh. Uh, and it's <laughs> like, that's, that's the real reward. Yeah. Um, and, and then to uh, point to something else, what I noticed is um, I, I, got to reference this guy, I think I probably do it too much, but um, Andrew Huberman, um, I was listening to a recent podcast of his and he was talking about, you know, getting into those states where, whether, you know, something happened and we feel kind of more resistance to what we're normally supposed to do or would like to do, you know, our daily habits, all of a sudden we might feel depressed or anxious or, you know, just not motivated, and um, in his recent podcast, he was talking about getting a collection of like five different things that aren't necessarily something that we want to do, but it is, it's, it's something that we're going to, he, he, I think he coined it like it was something along the lines, somewhat painful. Like we're pushing against something Ooh, you're, I like this, <laughs> you're, 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 going and he had said to, he because, Oh, this is not about physically hurting yourself, but you know, but obviously, you know, jumping into, um, a barrel filled with ice and water is, you know, you're fighting against something that's somewhat painful. Um, meditating is often, you know, it, it's not going to deliver instant bliss. <laughs> um, and you know doing it on the contrary a, marty <laughs> um maybe that comes later but in the beginning it's like do i want to do that no not really is it going to be over quick fairly quickly um but doing something that might not return instant benefits and um we might not have motivation to do other things, but maybe starting your day or even, a, you know, at a point during your day, um, do one of these things. And it it allows you, if you are, you know, without motivation for other things to kind of go do something fairly difficult. And, um, and it changes your mental state. I think it changes the way, you know, you're kind of dealing with something. Um, so often, I felt whether it's working out, whether it's writing, whether it's you know trying to get into a creative state. Um, we've uh meditation, if I didn't already just say it, um, it's a stupid thought, as I'm going to call it, um, comes up like it's like you've got this infantile personality that's saying, Well, if if this doesn't go right, 100% right, I'm a failure and I shouldn't be doing this anymore, which is just ridiculous. Um, it's probably important to recognize that voice and just laugh at it and go, that's not, that's not the point of what we're doing here. Um, if I can get in the ice bath for 30 seconds, you know, the, the, the goal is get in, get in the ice cold bath, the goal is just get through the 10 minutes of meditation. And if it looks terrible, so what, right? No, it's just something the, uh, the working out. I I realized at one point, it's like, I've got to do this and um, uh, there's no reason to keep putting it off. But I, my, one of the first thoughts I had was when I finally did have a workout was, Oh my God, that's it. I'm too old. I'm too old for this shit. You know, that, that thought's coming up all the time right now. But it's like, you know, just a couple months ago, I really was, I was in a nice groove with my, uh, with my workouts, but a lot of things changed. My gym changed. Um, I was going from this nice private gym where I often had workouts where I was the only one in there, which was amazing. Um, And then suddenly I'm going to a commercial gym and there's all these younger people and just, you know, I, I didn't always. I I had to wait for machines or I might not have chosen the right time to go. And so there was a lot of resistance. It was just like all those little voices in my head were just saying, uh, well, if it's not perfect, I just can't do it. Also when the, um, when I tried to go in there and do what I did the last time I was in there, which had been weeks prior to that, I, you know, I wanted to have that same workout or just a little bit more. And then I hurt myself and, um, so sometimes the success you need to, you know, be gentle with yourself at first and just don't take no for an answer. When one sense you're being, you're being kind, you know, you're, you're not demanding much, but you are demanding that you do it. Yeah. You, you are demanding you, you walk in there, you get in there and do something and then tomorrow you can do more. Um, but it's just uh, Ruben has a good point in that, I loved it where he was kind of insinuating that this is not about creating something specific. This is not about idolizing whatever creation we're going to make. It's just, it's doing the work. It's, it's doing the practice <clears throat> and getting to that state. And um, and it might lead to a better day tomorrow. And even that won't be the point. It's uh, the discipline of going in And having a good day or a bad day is probably more important than, than creating something that everybody's going to like, including me. So,
0: yeah, I, I will say like, I find a lot of truth in that I'm, I'm at a point where I find truth in that, but then I also like something that I've kind of come to the conclusion of is like, I, I want both I want all of it. Like really with what I'm doing is, uh, I want all the benefits of, of what Rick is talking about. I've had all the benefits of that my entire life, but then I also want to start creating things that, that really connect with people on a different level. And, you know, I've done, I've, I've created stuff for so long and I want to, I do want to get onto that next level where it's like, I have all the benefits of, of creation and to connect and the commercial success. I think that's what everyone like they get wrong is that, and he's completely right in his book and his mode of thinking, like you're not going to get to where I'm at trying to be where I'm at, where you're at from the beginning, you're going to just feel failure over and over again. he's like, that's not what I was doing. And, and he's a, he's 100% correct. I, I think though, like I've done the process for so long that I recognize I'm like, okay, there's no going back. Like it's intertwined with who I am that I have to do this. But like now I'm, I'm reaching a point where I'm like, I really do want to kind of tap into that that other layer where I am able to do that. And I have been at a certain level, been able to like connect with all of the things that have gotten me here and doing that and then doing it in a professional setting and feeling confidence doing that. And then I'd like to get to that, that other layer where it's like, holy crap, it's connecting, it's doing all these other things, you know, like the foundational important things, but then it's also like, it's, it's becoming a therapy for other people as well. I guess is what I'm getting at, it's like, it's always yeah. been therapy for me, but I'd like for whatever messaging or, um, you know, story that's involved in the creation that starts to spread to other people where it's not just like, Oh, that's a pretty thing, but they're like, Whoa. You know, cause like, I see, I see creators like, you know, top level creators like Jim Henson or George Lucas and these guys that they were able to, to do to like create things on a completely different level. Um, and then that connected with other people. That being said, I don't mean to glamorize some of their journeys because who knows, like it doesn't look like George Lucas was enjoying his journey as he was creating star Wars though we got to enjoy the product, that was a very intense and like, you know, filmmaking that that is just a different animal, I think, altogether. Yeah, but I think that would be the holy grail is that if you could be doing what you're doing, and accessing all of that create something that's beautiful, it's therapeutic for you. And then it's also therapy for other people. I think that would be a worthy goal of having in life, you know?
1: Mm hmm. I think it takes a lot of uh, uh, what I found a lot of times is just like a desire that every day is a 10. You know, it checks all my boxes and (laughs) that is, and it's just, it's almost like a, it's gotta be like an Instagram desire, you know, where it's just every single, Oh, that's, that's going to get oh, so many oh, oh. oh yeah yeah just hitting that 10 <laughs> yeah and yeah. which is not good and um, even if you're yeah a well, wallace will it, come <laughs> <laughs> and if you're spending that much time up there guess what yeah oh well. and when when it crashes
0: it, i don't know if you'll make it
1: <laughs> no yeah i mean even if you don't add any uh drugs to the mix you're kind of you're your mentality is like that. It seems like mm-hmm. okay. Well, the way the brain works, it seems or nervous system, whatever, um, is that it becomes addicted to that, um, and it if if Monday's a nine point five, then Tuesday's got it cannot be a nine point four or less. Um, but it but it also becomes exhausting. Yeah, like I, I, I burned myself out. I think almost anybody probably would, and that's that shouldn't be a bad thing. You should be more cognizant of you know paying attention to that. Well, what was wrong with that? Maybe we need to chill out, and that doesn't mean not try to do something today or you know try to try to write, try to work out, or what. Um, not every day is going to be that way, and you should kind of sign up for that. I mean, like you said, Lucas um as much as he probably you know put in 120% effort all the time he had a lot of low days and um and he gave us still something that changed cinema forever um,
0: well okay this brings up a good question is how do you dictate what it is you should be spending your scary energy on and how do you know like say you're having a rough day and you sit down and it's, it's the normal time that you do you know, activity X and you're like, I don't have it though. I can feel that it's off. Do you just shift to another thing or like, how does that look?
1: Well, right now, um, I mean, I guess it it depends on what the deadlines are. Do I have any choice about this? Uh, mm. And other times, I think that uh, well, like yesterday, uh, I had uh, after listening to that one podcast, I just felt like, okay, just even just writing down the the main five things that I would do, um, if that would just simply be a a break, uh, it would kind of break my state, where you know so often I feel like, okay, it's a bad day. And then I just push against that. Which never seems to help, um, but uh, jumping in the cold shower. Uh, I had my first uh, yesterday. I had my first workout in my garage. I think I'm just going to cancel the gym altogether because there's just something about that place. Oh, I know. I mean, it just I've, like I've I like
0: shifted <laughs> over to, or I'm like, it's nice. It's so accessible. It's right there. That all the excuses are gone. You can just set that fucker up so that you're like. I can't not see you. And when I walk by my weights, I'm like, I got to lift them up. Everyone. Like I might not even be working out and I still get like a mini workout because I'm going from my car inside the house. So yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: It's well, and right now, all I have is the landmine and, um, and a dream of just, a, and I'm starting to decrease uh, the, uh, the floors in there. So I'm going to, I'm, I've got to take some time and figure out exactly everything I need to do. I'm going to epoxy the floors, get the the mats down on the side that we're going to have the gym on and then just order the stuff and get it in there. Um, but even with the landmine, um, one, I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I, right now my entire workout has to be with this thing or just the bar on my back. And, um, I didn't know what those weights, uh, those exercises would feel like. And yesterday I just, I, put it in and didn't push myself way too hard. Just, it was just a discovery workout, which is fine. I think it's the the best way to go. Um, and it was, it was like what you'd said. Um, I realized I, I'll have a lot less missed workouts when my, when my gym is 20 feet away mm-hmm. and it's in my garage and there's, you know, there's no, that, there's no hours, there's no excuses. There's no, I don't really have to prep as much to get in there. Yeah. And I don't have to, like, it's, it's going to save, it's going to be more efficient for me as far as my time and energy. And it's just me in there, which is one thing about my private gym when I was going there that I just loved. It was like, I'm finally getting to a point where I can, it's all been building to this. Yeah. And this, it's the one thing that hasn't left. I, I, I discovered lifting weights when I was in my teenage years and I'm only now discovering like, why was that ever in my life? It was, I mean, it has been kind of uh, you know, my church, it's been my, yeah. The, your the regulator. One... Yeah. And if I wasn't doing that, it's almost like my brain goes, okay, well what else? Um, You, masturbation and alcohol there you uh, go <laughs> perfect um and you know what uh might as well i, I can get drunk and you know go lift go squat and the good
0: news is you can never do too much of that yeah, just <laughs> i, mean, I can <laughs> i can do all three um just at once and s- i've set up my garage to be the perfect facilitator for that goal
1: Chris is in there naked, squatting and jerking <laughs> off with one hand. It's it's amazing. He's completely out of his mind, drunk. Um uh but no, it's just it it, it was so funny to go from like in December, uh early December, and I'm going there. And I would I get to a point where I felt weird when I didn't go. And there was one night, I think, that we went to some um Holiday party or whatever, and we got home, and it was like eight o'clock, and everybody's ready to go to sleep. And I'm like, I gotta go to the gym. It's like it's too much of a habit. Like it's at that point, yeah. it's it's. I don't want to say it's, uh, you know, who knows? It might have gone into somewhat unhealthy, uh, a somewhat unhealthy pattern. But still, it just like I feel really good, and I want, I have a desire to go expend that energy in that yeah. way. And when I get there, it's just I le- I go to the gym, enjoying it. I I'm there enjoying it, and I leave just feeling so pumped up by it. Yeah. And um, if I don't, I I'm better when I have that going on. I'm better in my other things. Um, something that uh you brought to mind for me is that, like, if you didn't have anything going on, like, let's say you know you weren't married, you didn't have kids. And let's say you didn't have a job and someone just said, Phil, go create art. That's all you have to do. That That's, that's like the childlike dream for you. How about that? You have 24 hours in a day and you don't have any other responsibilities. Go do that. Like that seems to be like, that would be the dream. But if you don't have any other restrictions, any limitations and you sit down, and you're just expecting that this is just going to be just this flowing of amazing work what that everybody's going to love be
0: creating, because you have no experience to attach anything to
1: that. But also, I found that it's it's sometimes it's the days where I'm juggling a lot, where all of a sudden I'm realizing, okay, now I I have an hour. Like suddenly, I have all these things that I have to do but I also have all these things like in my back pocket that I can do. I mean, I found myself at um, Les Schwab waiting for my tire to get fixed and I've got Ender's game on my phone. Yeah. And I realize not only can I do it, but I want to do it. I'm motivated. Mm-hmm. And I, I have these, these days where it's like, I finished the chapter right before they call my name to go fix the tire. And it's like, that was just a little too weird yeah I I was given the exact amount of yeah. time to go finish this proper motivation and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm seeming uh, seamlessly moving between tasks and my obstacles are not obstacles anymore. it's just little boundaries where they you know it's like this this mountain over here and this mountain over here allow for this valley and I use the valley and it's it's perfect there's no obstruction. And, and I had the attention to be able to, to be aware of that at mm-hmm. the moment. And that was beautiful. Uh, but it seems like it, it, you need to have these other things pressing on you to actually get the best out of you.
0: Yeah. It's that 80, 20 rule. I've thought about this. Uh, we're probably going to get cut off here in just a second. So okay. Um, maybe we could actually just kind of, let's see here. Time left. Oh. I didn't realize that that was ever there. So we have five minutes left. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've experienced that exact same thing as well. It's like you kind of, you glamorize a complete massive shift of like, oh, I, if I could just do all this, then I would be happy. And it's like, no, you'd have a completely different machine at that point that you have no idea how to run so that would be a nightmare uh recently you know it's like i've been in this rhythm of i worked on stuffy three and got that done and then like after every big project like that it's like you finish and it's like okay what's next and i had already committed in my head i'm like all right we're gonna be doing stuffies for the rest of my fucking life so i'm not i'm not concerned about like uh what I will be doing but it's just like okay what form is that going to take for the next you know book or whatever and so and I know that that takes time at least it has in the past and I'm like all right well I'll just whatever comes to mind I'll entertain any kind of creative thing right now because I want to enjoy the fact that I'm done with that. I'm, you know, moving into a different phase of like, I got to get that out there and like um, just explore different experiments with like, should I try to get it into bookstores or whatever, like just different steps with that. But I still want to continue on. Um, And it's like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And I know there's no faking that you have to like, or at least I have, I have to like, continue to try. And then it's like, I give up. I don't know, maybe it really won't ever happen again. You know, like, whatever, maybe it was a three part deal, and then whatever. And then I hear something, and I think about it. And I'm like, the the note was, there's um a guy that we interviewed at work. And he had mentioned something to the fact of like, well, what is it? He's kind of like analyzing, like, what is it that you are actually providing or what was happening with whatever thing that you were creating that actually made it successful and analyze that? And I'm like, okay, the very first book came from multiple flukes that all intertwined into something like it was a it was a inner growth of me recognizing like I should just be doing something that's creative with my daughter and I wasn't trying to get anywhere it was just like let's just create this habit of like us sitting down and doing something together where we're both kind of focusing on the same thing and creating the same thing and we started with one drawing and then one drawing became two drawings and then two drawings became three drawings and then it just kept going from there. And there wasn't really a story because it was just like, okay, what is stuff you're going to be doing this in this panel? <laughs> and so it wasn't like this mastermind plan. It was more like these little brief moments. And then I was like, well, now I'm like waking up early. I'm not spending time with my kids while I'm creating that thing. And I'm like, well, that's the problem. And so a couple days ago, you know Hudson and Elena are fighting and I was like ah all right I took Hudson like separated and I'm like let's draw and he's like oh you want to draw and he was like super excited I'm like oh my god this is sad that this is a big surprise to you <laughs> you know and I'm like okay let's draw together and he starts drawing and he's like all right and like I'm like what do you want stuffy doing he goes uh draw Stuffy in his underwear. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so I draw Stuffy in his underwear and he, he laughs. He loves it. And, he, and I'm like, what else should be should Stuffy be doing? And so like, we start going through all these scenarios and we're really connecting. We're having a good time. And then Elena comes in and she's like, can I draw a buddy? And at first he's like, no, <laughs> like this is our time. And I'm like, why don't we all do this together? And then we, and then like after five minutes, we're like sitting there laughing we're all drawing and we're all and it's like that's not the the thing that we're creating and outputting isn't really the focus it's more of like holy crap we're doing something together and it's not yeah. fucking chaos and that was and i'm like yeah. you know and then then it's like <laughs> you realize, you're like am i an idiot how the hell long did this take you know for us to get here but then again, it's also like, it reminds me of Groundhog Day where it's like you, you realize that and then you end up being Bill Murray in the snow fight where you're like, come on, kids, I'm going to adopt you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's a certain level that, that, <laughs> that there's there's this um, this need to like, I want to, I don't want to skip a beat. I just want to like, let's have this be the new norm and i want to be able to count on this because i don't want to go back to where we were before but you can't really do that either like i like in the past 2 days we've we've done it and it's been awesome it's been fun and it, it definitely is effective we're like getting together but you can't force that either cuz so i've i've already tried to be bill murray yeah. a couple of times and i'm like ah damn it it's not working okay and i know At this point in life like we've all had this now where it's oh yeah okay you can't all right it's not right for right now but once we're all in that place um it might be something that we can do together but um but but i am grateful that we have found that because as i'm looking through like just the drawings that we've already created i'm like Holy crap! Like we're generating a a ton of fun little ideas and stuff, and their creative engines are going, mine's going on a different level. I'm like, this is definitely how this thing is supposed to be created, mm-hmm. and that's what was that was what was successful about you know everything that was going on in the first one. So I'm like, okay, that's that's a new direction, I guess. Well, it's exciting to get to those levels, but you don't get there. At least I haven't without beating
1: your head against the wall a little bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah. How not to. I, and that brings to mind for me, it's probably the same exact concept. It's that you have these, oh, moments after the fact, like you, you're only going to see it in hindsight. But going into it, yeah, you, if you've got this mindset that, oh wow, this is the way that it works. Okay, now I've got this. Now we won't ever have, we don't we'll, we won't have any frustration or anxiety or boredom or you know confusion about what to do. We're only going we'll be able to get a 10 every single time. But I, I can relate to that and um, Taylor had a, a problem with her math homework and um she needed a lot of help and i'm thinking to myself i'm exhausted right now and at the end of my day i don't have any more um energy to help her out with her math and i was finding that her her teacher wasn't helping her it didn't seem like it um it wasn't helping me because i had to go back and learn how you know to do this math it's been a while for me and um and then Addie of all people, uh she, she had said earlier that day, she hadn't asked us for help with her homework in a while. We were looking at her stuff, going, you need help too. And suddenly she said that very night, she needed help with her math homework. And I'm looking at this, going, you know, all, all my bad habits were coming up, and I just wanted to get frustrated and say, There's just no way that I can do this. And I kind of just, it, out of, out of almost, you know, kind of feeling like it was futile. I just said, I, I don't even care. I'm, this is, I don't have anything else going on. Everyone sit down at the table and I'll just go back and forth, you know, to each seat helping either with their math homework. And I'm like, how the hell can I do this? And it seemed like as soon as i just gave up and resigned myself to doing what was in front of me and not caring if it was going to be you know i'm not going to the light bulb is not going to go on in either one of these kids heads um because i choose it because i demand it it was like i i don't this is going to this might suck for a couple nights yeah um and i'm okay with that and it's just as soon as i stop fighting And we started having this and I'm just, I'm sitting there helping Taylor, helping Addie. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I should be making dinner. I should be doing this. And I looked up and I realized, wait a minute, Diana, Diana is seeing what's going on. She's aware and she's cleaning up and she decides, oh, if, you know, I'll just make something that's microwavable or something. So he doesn't have to make dinner. And I'm realizing that she knows without just kind of looking at each other's eyes and realizing this, I'm like, okay, so I don't have to worry about that. And suddenly just kind of paying attention to what's going on. And and I just, I was no longer trying to make anything happen. I was just doing what was in front of me. Suddenly I realized their moods, everybody's moods are getting better. I can just tell. And then suddenly I realized that then there was a little bit of frustration. We had been working for like 90 minutes or so. And then I realized, okay, we probably, it felt like we needed a break. And without even saying it, I think Diana started playing some music and she's like, okay, we can break for a second. And then all of a sudden we found a funny song. We were dancing to that and that carried on a little, a little bit longer. And that was, and I could see the two of them realizing we just kind of found a creative moment and we did so as a family. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it, I'm going, you know, of course, my Bill Murray, <laughs> Phil Connors is going like, this is it, you know, no, stop it. Don't, don't try to do that. You know? Yeah. Um, But you realize how you, you made it to that place and you found yourself in that place and yet you didn't you kind of you didn't create it the way that your brain is trying to create everything it's (laughs) just like you got there because you didn't try to get there right
0: yeah and it's like and the more that's the thing is the more you do that and it's almost like we recognize that in other people that it's like you want more of those moments You don't really manufacture them. You find them. And once they're there, you appreciate them and you spend time with them. But the moment that you're like trying, that's when they fall. Yeah. So you just get really good at what? It's what Rick talks about in his book. It's what it's all about. Just pay attention. Just pay attention to what's happening and then be grateful for that. And you're like, oh, wow, this is fun. Enjoy it like let it be a genuine expression of joy and gratitude in the moment, which I find a lot of similarities. Like I've had this thought and I've written it down. I don't know if I've even verbalized it yet to this point, And I'm glad that we're recording it. Is that, okay, if this was, say this is a simulation and somebody created this simulation and it didn't speak our language, it doesn't know, doesn't understand English what would be the only way that we could show that we are enjoying ourselves so that it understands oh they're having a good time they're like they've they are enjoying the sandbox in which I created for them to have what to play and once we are dancing It's like it reminds me of The Sims is that like when you'd play The Sims and or like Roller Coaster Tycoon, you'd know if like the person wasn't having a good time, they'd be throwing up like off the ride or whatever. But then like you'd have like (laughs) like you create your little house or whatever and you'd create your house and then you'd put like a little radio or a stereo or like a sound system in one of the rooms. And then you'd place your characters in there and then the character would like walk over and you didn't have control over that, what that character did, but you just had control over the environment. So sometimes they'd walk in the room, they just walk out, but every once in a while, they'd walk into that room and they'd hit the record, you know, the record player and they'd start like this. And you're like, oh yeah, sweet. You're enjoying the thing that I, like, I set that up for you. Like that makes me happy because I see like, oh jim sim is like yeah <laughs> you know, he's getting his boogie on you're like that's what i created that whole thing for and to me like that's kind of life and there were times that like even though it was hard and it didn't it didn't look like work me like expressing like thank you for you know one more day here and just putting some good music on and really trying to shift my attitude in the best way I can, even though like my circumstances inside my head were not there, it would help from time to time. And then I saw, I started seeing other things line up more often, more opportunities. And maybe that's just my outlook, you know, that like, as I was really working on shifting my perspective, even in hard moments, it became that I would see those moments Uh, of opportunity to have a better time present themselves more often because I was kind of tuned to it Mm -hmm. but hearing that you guys hit one of those moments and you're like in the middle of it you're like yes you know it's like god that's what everyone wants they just want to be able to instead of thinking and I'm just I'm like I'm really trying to figure it out a little bit it's like instead of trying to manufacture that yourself just become more aware that those opportunities have always been there but you just have to be able to see them recognize them and appreciate them versus trying to manufacture them
1: yourself you know yeah well and it's it's understandable that you know um that you'd say that you'd think, you know, I'm tired or I don't have enough time for this or whatever. Um, I just want to get through it. But then your relationship to any kind of task or goal or or, uh, obstacle is just terrible. I think in a very real way, the only thing that really needs to be done is to look at your relationship to whatever is going on, whether that's a feeling, whether it's a task, whether it's a um, a demand that's placed on you, uh, it's it's not just about um, well, what Huberman was talking about. Instead of uh, uh, he had an episode about uh, you know dopamine as he has quite a few. And um, it's obviously a hot topic right now. And he's talking about all the things that would potentially deliver um, uh, dopamine, but also maybe deplete dopamine. And there's some really nasty habits that would deplete it quite a bit. And he had said, you know, as a society we're, we're fairly addicted to this. And there's so many things that will kind of, uh, just even the scrolling on, you know, the internet and social media, it's kind of just designed to to just suck out as much as possible. But he was men- uh, mentioning those five different things that you would that are kind of painful uh, of doing. Those will get you to a point where you're not, you're not enjoying some kind of thing that just delivers instant pleasure to you, but you're actually kind of rewiring your attention or brain to, to enjoy the resistance. So instead of just doing something that delivers this nice little present for you, this nice little gift, you're kind of, the gift is working towards something. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, you're, you're not addicted to, the way that your bicep will feel when you're done with your workout or the, you know, the endorphins that you get, you know, after your run, which, and there's probably a whole lot, you know, many more activities that are a lot um, more unhealthy than this, but at some point you're going to be addicted to in some sense, or maybe even just enjoy the process of getting in there of, of doing the work itself, not, not, prize at the end of the rainbow and i noticed that with my lifting that i was i was waking up and i wanted to go and it was less about what was going to happen afterward it was nice to be done with my workout and say i got it in that that's nice too that that feels rewarding but it was there was this this drive that was really present in me that I wanted to go and go do it. Um, anyway, I just think that uh, a lot of this is a, obviously one of the things that could be frustrating and can limit your ability to engage in these activities um, with a, with a better mindset is just frustration. But even that is kind of like, you have to, pay attention to your relationship with frustration or with obstacles or demands and, you know, having kids and being married and being at this point in your life and having all these things you have to do and all these things you want to do. It's, it's a task and it's, it's very easy for me to slip into, well, I just don't want to do this. I, I want to have my free day. Uh, It's like you're living for your vacations and that's not the right way to go about it. I'd much rather uh, it, it was funny um, with the whole school thing with the kids, we were kind of having a um Taylor was having some trouble with math, and like I said, and we were also it was it was serious enough that we wanted to take away our phone because we realized that was, you know, I mean, they you don't have to ask the kids to to do something on their phone. It's just, they can do it for hours and hours and hours. And it doesn't seem like they're ever going to get enough time. So it's like, okay, well, what do we do? Do we limit that? Do we take them away? And it seemed like we really wanted to, but I knew I I could tell by the attitude what we're going to get in response. And I'm like, I just, I don't want to deal with her. She'll fight me if I say that. So how do I get her to want to put it down herself? How do I get her I don't want to say because I said so. Um, I, I know what I would have said at that age. I know my relationship to, to any any obligation that anybody wanted to put on me, and it's not it's not good. And we found ourselves just saying, okay, you have your time with your phone after school for a little bit, but then we're going to sit down to do homework. But after a couple nights when we had said, it's not just simply put it down and we'll go do this. um she got used to having our time together. And after a couple of days, she had said, Hey, when I get my math grade better, can we start doing this? Like regardless, like she was understanding that there was enjoyment not being on her phone the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it was like, we needed this kind of this problem to surface so we could deal with it. But we were also spending more time together, which we weren't doing. So maybe the point of the problem was the real problem was we needed to bond. We needed to spend time together. Um, Maybe the quadratic equation was just a kind of a more surface level problem that just afforded us this solution to actually being together and solving a a much larger potential issue. And uh, but I just thought it was so great that she recognized it all of a sudden it was like, but I think she could see that she was enjoying her, afternoons coming home and being with me. And um and it's like it, it once they have a, a moment like that, they want to continue. And I mean if you've had kids, you've you're like anytime I, I would be afraid to go take them and reward them by, oh, let's go to Jerry Queen. Because anytime they would, they would see that little pattern happen again. They're like, Oh yeah, we got to go do Cocaine. that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I'm going to have the exact same fun time and you know, you even had your kids will say, but this is, this is a tradition. Yeah. But it's not a tradition every single day or, you know, whatever the case is. Um, see that like you- kids, that's a space needle. There's an elevator that goes all the way to the top. Can we you go gotta, on it? No, <laughs> you got to tell you got to tell them no. But I mean, you realize that with yourself too. It, in, in a way, I think that I was no more ma- that voice inside my head that was saying every day needs to be a 10 for this mm-hmm. is no, no more mature than that five-year-old saying I want cookies and ice cream every single night because that's what we do. Um, you're like Ruben was saying it's 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 we we should not be solely focused or if if at all on what we're trying to get what we're trying to produce so hard though yeah well after after you get something that's favorable or you produce something that's wonderful it's like I I want to produce that every single day yeah and it's like that's the the draw and of course you do Um, but, uh, anyway, that's, that's what I got for that.
0: (laughs) I, I think that's probably a good, a good stopping point. Um, yeah, it's, um, There's so many good, good things with outputting. And it seems like right now there's this excessive input, like constantly sitting down and inputting other things in. And there's not enough space. I know it to be true in my life. And I like, I'm aware of it. And. In the better times of my life, I think I've been very active in saying, all right, I'm carving out time to have, I'm not outputting or inputting. I'm just like being in that middle state, the best activities you might be outputting, but really what your focus is on is just being present. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: And paying attention to right here, you're not looking at the end result. You're simply saying like, I'm putting all my attention into this thing. And the best conversations I've had, and I like, and I think you and Nate and also mom and dad that we're raised in an environment that I'm finding more often Over and over and over again, the thing that comes back is like, holy shit, like we are, we pay attention in conversation at a hyper level. People are kind of like, they're not used to it. It's very enjoyable for the other person because it's very active listening to the point where you're listening so intently that you're having like little thought explosions, ideas off of every single thing that that person is saying. And that's a really good thing, um, to be doing with another person in conversation because you're validating their existence right before their very eyes, and I like <clears throat> I've recently realized like the power in that and then also kind of like the rare nature of it and what was going on in some of the circumstances that I had been in, in, in different points of my life. And potentially what I was providing random strangers that they were like seeing that on me in some form or feeling that off of me in one form or another. And it's like, and I appreciate it. And I thank you for doing that with me here because that doesn't always happen you know it's it's a skill that it can be learned but we've we've been practicing it since we were little kids and so you know it's like lately meeting so many different like like just strangers really And being how I am, because that's how we are. And that's what like we've done. And we, we practice, we enjoy this. um, It's always reflected back in this really positive way. Like this one guy, uh, Ryan, he was interviewed by Matt, but because he came into the office to be interviewed, um, like I got to meet him and you know, introduce myself. And then I later saw him at an event that Matt and I went out to in Denver. We're sitting there talking and he's kind of going through a rough time right now, a transition. And he, he, he said it, he was like, he's like, you know what? I got to say, thank you, Phil. And I'm like, for what? And he's like, you're looking me in the eye. And you're actually here, aren't you? (laughs) It's like, where else would I be? He goes, I don't know, but it's where everyone else would be. (laughs) It cracked me up. I was like, well, thank you. Because clearly that was your, that's your default setting. Because we're both looking at each other eye to eye and we're really there. It's like, that's, that's an incredible thing to be a part of, you -hmm. know? I think that's also part of it too, with like social media and stuff like that. It's like, you get into the habit, you're not, you're like,
1: I'm not on this post. I'm not on that. Like, you're just, "Eh." (laughs) well, yeah, it's, it, it feels like in one sense, it's like, it's like, you're going after the amount of content or the amount of hits or the amount of likes or whatever it's, it's striving for quantity. You miss the quality and it, it the the more quantity you try to get to make up for it it's almost like you're building this habit where like almost nothing has quality anymore yeah and um and then suddenly you do have a quality moment and you're like and you're you're not even sure about what you just you what you just got what the hell was that oh it was that was quality time that was a quality moment and it's almost unrecognizable you're not even sure what it was um, maybe he saw that in you suddenly it's like, oh my God, this guy's not a robot. This guy's on, um, whatever, or he wasn't just waiting for his turn to speak or, you know, whatever, um, that actually relates to what I was talking about. And, uh, I think that's what I, I hope to get out of conversations, or I feel like maybe even subconsciously, I'm just trying to, to get underneath the superficial levels to discover something that's you know that's more inspirational to, mm-hmm. to them or my myself um, and uh, who knows maybe it comes off uh, maybe a little too uh, super analytical or or uh, sometimes jokey with people and it's like I a, a, I don't know not maybe not everybody enjoys that um, but it, it it feels like, like you're just trying to, de- there's more of a sense, a uh, desire to discover in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I still fall into those habits of feeling like there, there is a clear line between what is good and what is bad, what is preferred and not preferred. And even that is, uh, kind of steers me back in that direction of just, uh, you kind of have to be okay and change your relationship to frustration. Like I said, the that demands that you have to do. It's, it's, sometimes you have to eat your vegetables and just allow them to taste however they're going to taste for a little bit. And it's funny. Cause like, if you can do that, I think that you change your relationship to the whole damn thing. And you have those moments where you discover, you know, you'll, that uh, you find some pretty wonderful moments. and it's not something that you solely created. I think that's probably one of Ruben's big points is that you got to remember you're not the one doing this. You, you don't have all, you don't have all the variables and control of all the variables. It's not you doing it. Um, if you pay attention to more about what's going on, you'll you'll discover more moments. Not that you did it, not that you created it, not even that you truly was, you know, you're not the Christopher Columbus of uh, creative moments. Um, but I think you'll be, maybe you'll, maybe in doing so you'll be, you'd be more receptive. You'll create kind of like a a magnetism or something. And you'll find yourself in these, we've said it before, kind of, you'll have more accidents. Mm-hmm. You become more accident prone. And it's just it's just something that I think our kind of egoic selves or egoic minds or egoic parts are just, as soon as we hear this stuff, it's okay. How do we make it ours? How do we, you know, yeah. how do we, how do we do it? You don't. <laughs> Uh,
0: just shut up and pay attention just <laughs> maybe that's the
1: maybe that's a it. is really just shut up and pay attention yeah well it just uh one thing i i noticed i had a medi- I got it and, <laughs> well i had a medi- meditation last night where it was like maybe the point is just to just sit with whatever just a little bit because the brain is always trying to it's it's this monkey that just wants more and more and as soon as it has anything it wants to keep it it's it's just so damn active and won't shut up it won't stop and uh but i mean i'll have uh i've had these weird meditations and i'm sure this is not any different than just simply uh not that I was in a lotus position and eyes closed and trying to calm my thoughts, but you, you'll find yourself in the middle of your dining room table with your kids doing their homework and and suddenly you're aware of what's going on. And uh, I mean I've even found myself aware of my mind trying to do these things and trying to create and suddenly I realize, I'm looking at my mind. I, I am aware of my mind trying to get more goodies. And even that's okay at that moment because I'm the one looking at my mind. And it you just allow it to do what it does. And as soon as you do that, it's like as soon as there's no fight anymore, I think that's kind of where it stops. Your relationship to everything being this, okay, I'm here and I'm trying to get there. Okay. This is happening and I don't like it. Let's get out of this. You know, it's, it's, uh, if you could just allow it to be whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, good or not. Uh, I I think that's kind of where this, this started too. If you can not push the dark, scary energy or, you know, feelings away and be okay with them for just a split second. You'll you're gonna find some amazing moments. I mean, uh, there's a moment in that movie, Groundhog Day, where I think that, uh, you know, in in whatever crucible Phil was in, and that was definitely just a a hellish, possibly hell, um, he just it, it's like this exhaustion of that monkey mind and once it's gone it's a uh, it's it's just sin- sincerity i love it when he's sitting there with rita and he's just like i don't even care what happens anymore like he's just so de- in one way he's so defeated mm-hmm. now he's defeated when he's trying to kill himself but even that is a game of trying to fix the situation yeah but suddenly then he transcends even that to where he's like i i don't care Uh, but he it comes you have almost a resignation but then you realize wait there's gratitude here what's going on it's a different chemical and it's we've talked about this it's almost like you're trying to find the the chemical formula for surrender or chemical formula for transcending this obstacle this problem um And in a very real way, it's, it's impossible. There's no cheat code. There's, there, there's no, there's no no acting it out. Maybe. Yeah. It's even if you knew the formula, it's like, maybe knowing the formula would prolong the situation. I think it it, that's not surrender. (laughs) That's
0: that's okay. That no, that, but that's the thing is that it's like, There is no way around it. When you finally surrender. That's surrender. It's like, God. I it's I don't know. Instead of I have it. It's the exact opposite of I have it. It's. Understanding that you don't. Admitting. No. Nothing you try. Is going to work you truly are defeated <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you can't just like you can't just white flag it and say haha this is me surrendering it's like no it's not you're trying to do that as a signal that you want the thing it's i don't want anything i'm over it and then you get this thing and you're like wow that lifts my spirits makes me feel good and what do we do after that that it's like oh we want more of that thing and it's like no you should be you should want more of the state that you're in of just like you're there you're present you're paying attention and you're grateful genuinely mm-hmm. and then you'll get more of those moments i think but but maybe that's me trying to also figure it out so well yeah
1: you shouldn't uh I, I mean, I've heard some meditations be just about. Uh, I I do uh, Sam Harris's uh, meditations on his app, and it's funny sometimes. A, a lot of his meditations at the very end, he's like, "Okay, stop, stop doing what you're doing, and don't try, don't try to, don't try to do anything." Basically, and sometimes those are the best. That's the best cue for this. Is yeah you need concentration yeah there has to be effort but there's also a time not to effort at all and some of my best meditations have been that it has just been just pay attention or uh, or just see what happens and uh just be available i think rick has a he understands that and it's funny to me when he talks because sometimes it's like i You'd think. I mean, I, I read some a lot of criticism about his book too, and it's funny. Anytime somebody mentions it, it's like, oh, there's it's it's really vague. Yeah, it is. I because you can't be more clear about any of this. This is not a. You're going to discover. You're gonna understand more by doing it. You're this is an experience to have, not experience, not a not not a a reference book uh, like an encyclopedia about how to be creative. If you want to find out how to be creative, you're gonna to have to become you're you're gonna have to discover it for yourself. You're gonna to have to be in that state, and it, this is not just uh, you know a, a pure discipline of that's formulaic the the formula is going to be uh, <laughs> it, as somebody else i i listened to had said i think um, well one there is no cheat code but uh grace is not i think what did he had, something to the effect of grace is not bestowed on to you. Two minute warning. (laughs) You know, it, it was bestowed upon Phil when he wasn't trying anymore. It just was, he wasn't trying to get anybody anywhere else. I think that, you know, every single moment is the exact set of ingredients for what you need to pay attention to. And if you can do that without any effort to, to try to use the formula to be able to transcend anything or to get anywhere, um, you'll actually get there. That, that's the irony of this, is uh, once you can be fully present, then it will happen. And it's it's wonderful when you can find out that not only that you don't have to do everything, but that you don't do everything at all anyway. It's like, but you can't give up on purpose. You can't try to surrender. You can't try to let go. It's like, you know, um, I'll close my eyes and just say, uh, I surrender. Open them and go, did it happen?